Well, this is my favorite skateboard. It's a magic skateboard, man. Do any of y'all have a magic skateboard? Got a magic surfboard? Got a magic, we have something that's just, man, it just worked. Maybe a magic guitar, you know? Tom, you got a magic guitar? I got a magic skateboard, a magic surfboard, and a magic You! Yeah. All right. You know, but the only way this thing becomes magic is I, I got to stand on it. And, and if I stand on it, you know, I'm just standing on it. But once I start standing on it, I, I just get stirred, you know? I kind of get stirred inside. And as I get stirred after I stand on it, man, I got a choice. Once I get stirred, I get moving on this thing. And once I'm moving, I got, like I said, I got a choice to either... Uh, I can either get scared or I can submit once I get stirred up and once I get going. And, and uh, so first step I got to do is I got to stand. Everybody say stand. Stand. All right. Then you get stirred up, right? Everybody say stirred up. Stirred up. And then once you get going, you can either be scared or you can submit. Everybody say, what should I do? Should I get scared and jump off? No. no. Or should I submit and just keep going? Keep going. What should I do? Tell me. No. Oh, no, I'm not going to jump. No. <laughs> All right, so first thing I got to do is I got to stand. It's like what we've got to do, man, is we've got we've got those four steps with our faith. We're going to learn from the book of Hebrews. The first thing we need to do is what we need to stand. stand. And then the next thing we need to do is get stirred. stirred up. You guys are going to do this in a minute. All right. So we're, we're going to stand. We're going to get stirred up. And then you've got a choice of either submitting or getting scared. But we're supposed to do what? Submit to the stirring up and go with it. And once we get, uh, once we submit to that stirring up, then we get strengthened. All right. So you guys ready? If you don't remember anything else and so you get the opportunity to preach something to somebody today, here's what you get to preach. All right. So, so whoever wants to, oh no, everybody, come on, just stand up real quick with me. All right. <laughs> all right. So you ready? First thing is here we're going to do, we're going to stand. Stand. Show me how to stand, man. We're going to stand. Okay, you're standing? All right, now we're going to get stirred up. Yeah, stirred up, baby. Here we go. Okay, so we get stirred up, but we got a choice of getting scared or submitting. So now we're going to submit. And if we submit to that stirring up, he builds our strength. You guys got that? How many of y'all could preach that to somebody? Roger, let me see you do this, man. You got it? First, you got to stand. <laughs> Woo! Then look, show me you're stirred up. Leslie, contain yourself. All right, stirred it up. All right. And then we're going to submit, and then he builds our. Oh, yeah, dude. That's it. I don't know how anybody could even compete with that. Y'all grab a seat, all right? But one of you will get the opportunity. Dude, and I'm feeling like Rich Bro might have that opportunity. I don't know, bro. Hey, Rich, can you, like, can you, can you represent this side right here? Show, show us how to stand, man. 
You got it? He's standing, and then you get, shows your stirred up. Oh, yeah, baby. All right, and once you get stirred up, then you got to submit. And when you submit to that stirring, it makes you strong. Right on. All right, so that's what we're going to learn about today from, man, we're getting ready to hit chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews, where um, it's the hall of fame of faith. All along, here's the context of the book of Hebrews. There were a bunch of people who were Hebrew, who were Jews, that gave their life to Christ when that was the thing to do. They started following Christ, and then all of a sudden they started getting thrown in jail. They started getting persecuted. They started getting beat. They lost their jobs. They lost their families. I mean, things that we don't even see happen, and they're now falling away. They've got Jews over here who are practicing Judaism and saying, guys, if you'll quit being a Christian and you'll come over here and be a Jew again with us, Man, the persecution won't be so bad. And the writer of the book of Hebrews is saying, no, don't go there. Man, Jesus is better than Moses. He's better than the temple. He's better than that old sacrificial system. Jesus is the perfect priest. And why would you want the shadow, the blueprint, when you can have the building? He said, don't. And that's what the whole book of Hebrews is going, has been talking about. In the next two chapters, he's going to give us proof of people in the Old Testament that stood on their faith. They were stirred up, but they, did, they took that stirring and they submitted to that stirring, no matter how scary it was. And they, and, they, and they did it. And by that, they were strengthened and they're examples for us. In fact, the next chapter, when we get to that, by the time you guys, uh, maybe like in fall, no, it won't take us that long to get there. But, but the next chapter, Hebrews 12, man, that's what he starts going. He says, we have this cloud of witnesses. We, and everybody thinks it's talking about some, you know, when your grandparents die and people die, they're all up in a stadium looking down, cheering you on. That's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about, a witness is somebody who can testify to the truth, testify that something worked. And that cloud of witnesses, we're getting ready to study about them in Hebrews 11. It's people that said, dude, I stood on the faith and I, and I was stirred up to do something, maybe build an ark and it never rained before. And I did it. Out of faith, I submitted, and I was made fun of for 120 years, but I did it, and when it rained, dude, I felt pretty strong, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so, so in this, that's kind of the way it all goes, and, and so we're in the Hall of Fame of Faith, and these are all people's lives that we're going to start next week of people who did what God said to do, and it worked out. There are people we can look to and say, all right, it's worth standing for God, because even though right now it may not look like it's going to work, it will. And so what we're talking about in these first three verses today is faith in, faith in what? God. In God. How many of y'all have faith? How many of you know everybody has faith? Everybody's got faith in something, right? Yeah. You know, Jared, you used to fix brakes, right? Yeah. And, and people have faith in those brakes that you fixed. Did they do, did they check out your resume and, and do an inventory on your whole personal, like all your training and everything? They let you fix their brakes. What happens if your brakes don't work? You're going to die, <laughs> okay? But I'm just saying, they had faith in your brakes. Oh, what about when they got driving and it's a green light, okay? What, did they have, what, what do you guys have faith in when you're driving and there's a green light? Yeah, that everybody else on the side streets that has a red light, you have faith they're going to stop, right? Okay, and, and, and so you have faith in that. Did you check, Christine, last time you drove through that and you saw people stop? Did you, like, stop and didn't you know their character? Do you know anything about them? Would you trust them with your life? You just did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have faith in so many things. You push that lever in your bathroom in that bowl that swirl. What, what, what do you have faith that's going to happen? It's going down, right? I'm just saying you have faith in so many. We all have faith in stuff. But the faith that matters is faith in who? Dude, we can stand on it. And something awesome's going to happen. 
The world is trying to give us faith in so many other things. We have faith in our degrees. We have faith in our careers. We have faith in our relationship. We have faith in, 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 in our legislators, maybe. We have faith in our media. We have faith, uh, we have faith in different things, but the only faith that matters is faith in God. And so what it is, it's not a, a wishful thinking thing. Oh, I hope this is going to happen. Man, I sure hope God comes through. Be honest with me. You ever felt that way? You hope God comes through, right? But it's not a matter of if, but when. If God said it, it's going to happen. And faith is, is taking something that's in the future and treating it as though it's reality right now. Knowing that it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. It's a reality right now, even though it's not happening for the future. How many of y'all know your home's in heaven? It's not here. You trust that with everything you got? Yeah, dude. And, and that's what I'm living for. My home is heaven. And that's the way I'm going to live life right now. Now, that doesn't mean I am a masochist and I'm going to like, you know, go through all this suffering and I don't want any pleasure in life. You know what? That's not what it's about. I do have pleasure. If anybody's going to dig life, it's me. I, but, but there is some suffering that comes with being a Christian. There is surrender that comes with all that. But the pleasure that I'm looking for is not some temporal pleasure that I'm going to get in one night. It's not some temporal pleasure that I'm going to get when I finish this degree or when I get this asset or when I finish this project. When I No, dude, the pleasure I'm looking for is pleasure forevermore. Do you understand the pleasure there's going to be in heaven? Charlotte, you dig the pleasure that's going to be in heaven? Cannot wait that that doesn't mean that life is masochistic. Oh, whip me, beat me, you know, like, uh, I, but literally there, there may be some of that in this life here. I mean, we may get scorched when you stand up for that testimony, but the more you take it for Christ here, the more pleasurable it's going to be up there. That's what I'm investing in. I'm investing in that next life. And it's not about this life. It's not about here. It's not about now. If you're going to figure out what it's about here, you've got to understand it's about heaven and it's about him. And if we live for him now, man, it's going to be even more awesome up there later. And so the idea is with our faith, it's not a matter of what? Help me out. It's not a matter of yeah. if. Everybody say it. Not a matter of. Yeah. But when. when. If God has promised things, it's getting ready. It's going to happen. And let me ask you a question. If he's perfect, is he going to be late? Is he going to be early? He's going to be what? Perfect. But that doesn't work with us all the time, does it? It's in his time, in his way. He's totally in charge. And the more we stand on his faith and allow him to stir us up, and then we submit to that stirring, no matter how scary it is, the stronger our faith is going to be. So it's not a matter of if, but when, when we're talking about it. You know, I look at, and I'm not saying anything bad about college right now, but there's a lot of people that feel they just got to go to college and got to get in debt and go spend a bunch of money and get a degree. And if I get this degree, then I'm going to have this great job. How's that working out right now? And I'm not saying anything bad. I went to college. I went did, and I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that's not everybody's gig. I'm just saying that we go through a lot of stuff and say, if I do this, then this is all. We're counting on things that we can't count on. But what we can count on is the thing we should invest in the most, which is Jesus Christ. So he said, man, it's not a matter of what? Yeah. But 
And if you don't hear anything else, man, hear that too. Uh, you already heard some other things, right? So, uh, hey, where's, uh, hey, Seth, Seth, man, can, can you tell us the first four things again? What's the first thing we got to do with faith? Stand. And then he does what to us? Woo, he stirs us up. And when he stirs us up, then we have to submit. If we don't submit, it means we're scared and we jump off and go do th- our, things our own way and we miss it, right? But if we submit, he then makes us stronger. Our faith gets stronger. So the first thing is we stand on faith, all right? And um, it's out of Hebrews chapter 11, 1, verse 8, or, or verse 1, part A. Just a very little bit right here. Terry, this has a potential. Not that you're looking for it. I always pick on him, but I'm just, you know, he's that guy that kind of, you know, is thinking what, or saying what all of you are thinking. So I pick on him, but dude, you realize three verses today and two points are only a half a verse each. So how long can this go? You know? <laughs> all right. Look what he says. How come you didn't answer that, bro? <laughs> all right. He knows I love him. That's why I'm picking on him. Jack, you're thinking the same thing too, right? Dude, I'm hungry. I hope he finishes early now. All right. <laughs> now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Again, what are we talking about uh, in this? The first thing we're talking about in this is that we what? Stand on faith. You, if you're not standing on the faith, the rest of this doesn't work for you. You've got to be standing on something solid. This skateboard right here. The only way you're going to be flying around this uh, this building. Hey, Tom. Where's Tom? Uh, Tom, you want to ride this? Not at the moment. Okay. Um, man, let's see. Oh, oh, hey, Terry, come here, man. No, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to ride it, but you're going to do something. All right. Here we go. You try to do it without the skateboard. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? You're standing. Are you standing? Standing. Okay. All right. Getting stirred. You getting stirred? Come on, man. Are you getting stirred? <laughs> All right. And this is exactly the way a lot of people live their Christian life. Their, their faith is on religion. Their faith is on something other than Christ. And all they're doing is following. And that's not nearly as fun, is it, Terry? <laughs> yeah. He, he, was he standing on the same thing I'm standing on? No, so he can't experience the same thing I'm experiencing. Thank you, bro. I love you, man. Thank you for being a good sport. And so, so the bottom line, the only way you're going to experience what I experience if you're standing on that skateboard, the only way you're going to be able to experience what God wants you to experience if you're standing on faith in him. It's got to be faith in him. And so he says, now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. That word assurance, does anybody have another translation in their Bible that gives another word other than assurance? Yeah. Confidence. Substance. What else? Confidence, substance, assurance. I like that word substance in here. That probably describes it the best because, man, standing on assurance, that's like, okay, I'm just standing on a hopeful, wishful thinking thing. But no, it really means substance, something you can have confidence in, assurance. And so what it means is that what we have in Christ is real. It's solid. How many of you would testify that you have had nothing else to stand on but him and it held you up? Anybody? That's what he's saying. He's saying, man, our faith is not wishful thinking. It's not a matter of if, but when. And our faith is the, is the substance of things that we hope for. Hope is in the future. Substance is now. He's saying, man, we are hoping for these things in the future, but they are so guaranteed because God's the one backing them that I can enjoy them now. Does that make any sense? Yeah. That's what our faith is. That's different than faith of wishful thinking. 
That's different than somebody investing in some stocks tomorrow. And again, there's nothing wrong. We got to live in this world, but somebody investing in some stocks tomorrow and having a good tip and, or even insider trading. I know that doesn't go on. And, and, and they invest and, and they're almost guaranteed something's going to happen, but it doesn't. We are guaranteed that what God says is going to happen. You can stand on it. You can put everything you own into it. You can invest your entire life, your family's life, everything. I'm not picking on you, Jared. You're just there. I haven't seen you in how many years, dude? It's been like 15, 20? Yeah, 15 years, bro. Invest your family's life standing on faith in God. There is nothing better to stand on. That little baby you got, man, man, don't stand. Would you? All right. Now, when I was, my kids were growing up. We were in Orlando and had big skateboard hills, and I would have my kids, Ashley, you can imagine, you want to get on my shoulders and let's try this? She'd get on my shoulders in diapers, and we'd bomb skateboard hills going 40 miles an hour. Now, dude, somebody would probably, like, take video of it and post it, and we would probably lose our kids. All right, but back then, it was totally cool. There was no problem with that. And the neighbors would be going to, like, Linda. They'd be like, oh, she's like, I can't do anything about it. It's just him. Would you, would you rather him standing on something solid holding your baby, or would you rather him bombing skateboard hills holding the baby? Solid, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't do as I do. Do as I say, okay? But, but listen, man, yeah, that's what he's talking about. Faith in God. What's the word, Tom, in your Bible? Con- uh, substance. Substance. There's something solid there. Faith is the substance, the confidence, the assurance of things hoped for. You, it's guaranteed it's going to hold you. Have you ever sat in a seat or a, a swing? Or have you ever sat, grab, jumped on a rope? Have, have you ever, anybody here ever sat, stand, or gone on something that you had doubts whether it was going to hold you or not? <laughs> We'd be honest. Destiny, you, you look like you have, was it a, lat, a tree stand that Jack tried to get you to climb up? And you're like, is this really good? <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, did it hold you? It did. That's a good thing, okay, because you're here. But, yeah, you don't have to worry about that with God. Dude, God put you in that climbing tree swing. Yeah, I've been up there. And, and the dude's down there going, no, go higher. And I'm like, no. And, and you're wondering whether it's going to hold you or not. You don't have to worry about this holding you. You know you can. What's the first S word? You can stand, stand on faith. And, in fact, I'm telling you, if you're standing on anything other than faith in God, it is going to let you down. I will guarantee it will let you down. And that's on the authority of God's word. So the first thing we need to stand, but as soon as you stand on faith, how many of you all know when you made the decision to stand on faith, God started stirring your heart to do something? How many of y'all were scared when that happened? And you knew you had a choice? Yeah. You couldn't just stand on it. Man, if you're just standing on it, you know, it's like, well, (laughs) you know, you're just standing on it. And that is some people's Christian life. That is it. I got faith. I gave my life to Jesus. I surrendered to him. And God's stirring them. And they're doing nothing with it. I hope that's none of you guys. Because, dude, this is not why you're supposed to be standing on this board. It's way more fun to be flying around this room on this board than to just be standing on it. And it's way more exciting to be flying around life through God's faith. Having cool, how many of y'all got cool stories of things God's taking you through and done? Yeah. Those people just stood on it. They don't have cool stories. In fact, their life is, that's it. But God, as soon as you give your life to God, as soon as you give it to, to, to Christ, man, he's going to start stirring you to do something. Me, when I first gave my life to Christ, 
I've shared this before, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I first gave my life to Christ. He said, good, I want you to be a preacher. I'm like, what? Who am I going to preach to? People I sold drugs to? And he said, for starters. And, and I said, but you remember at Bishop Moore High School, Catholic High School, when, when I used to try to entertain people. I know it's hard for you to believe that I used to try to do that. But I used to get up and I said, this is Brother Nance, Bible Revival Hour. And I'd be making fun of preachers. I'd say, God, don't you remember that? And he said, yeah, the irony of it's hilarious. <laughs> and I said, God, I don't know how to do this. I can't wear suits. He said, don't worry about that. And by the way, I have worn suits in the past. And, and I said, God, I can't be like those guys on TV. He said, I don't want you to be like those guys on TV. I want you to be you and be spirit-filled, and you let me lead you. And I said, I don't know what that looks like. And he reminded me again of the shark and the remora. Like I preached on at, at, at Easter, he said, man, he said, you know that little fish that stays stuck underneath the shark? He said, that's what I want you to be. I'm going to give you a head, a specially equipped head, to be able to stay stuck to me, and that head's going to be called faith. And you're going to be able to stay stuck to me. And he said, look, man, if you're stuck to me and I'm this big, great white shark, are you going to have to worry about being protected? I said, no. You're going to have to worry about provisions. And I said, no, man, middle of a feeding frenzy, there's going to be scraps all around me, and I don't even have to get them. They're, those are blessings. And he said, and your little fins, can you take yourself farther than I can take you with those big giant fins? And I said, no. And that was the selling point for me. And, yeah, that was scary to be stirred and say, okay, I'm going to go speak on your behalf. I'm going to go tell everybody about you. And I didn't know anything. My first night in seminary was an accident. I thought some guy was going to buy me a boat if I told him I didn't need this class. And I got there in the first night and opened my Bible. He said, open up to Philippians. And I'm looking in the index under F. <laughs> and I'm opening up and saying, okay, I need Bible class. And that was scary, stirring me to go to Bible class now and trying to tell my family, who's another denomination that had plans for me to be a priest and all this other stuff, but I like girls and it wasn't going to work out. And, <laughs> and, 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 dude, it's like everything he stirred me to was scary. And it still is to this day. But you know what? Once he starts stirring you and once you know it's him, you know, then you submit to it. And by, when you submit to it, then you're enjoying the ride. The ride's not a fearful thing anymore. It's an exciting thing. And when you're done with that ride, now you know you can do it again if you're doing it under his stirring and, his, and submitting to him. And you can keep doing it, and then he can take you farther and farther and farther and farther into this. So, man, he says, first you've got to stand, and then he says we'll be stirred by faith. He's going to stir us. Look at this, the conviction of things not seen. So what that conviction means, that word conviction, anybody have another translation of what can, other than conviction? What is it? Assurance. Assurance? Okay, yeah, what else? Evidence. evidence, assurance, conviction, evidence inside. In other words, what he's saying is that once you take a stand for him, there's going to be something inside of you that testifies that this is really him. Is that a good way to say it, Roger? Did that happen to you, bro? Where, uh, man, nobody would have believed after 67 years, including you. Oh, yeah. And what was going on inside? In fact, you're so scared to tell anybody sometimes because they're going to be like, well, no, you're just going nuts. Let's go get him checked out, right? Exactly. Yeah. But there's evidence. There's conviction. There's something going inside. That's that stirring. You're now looking to do life a different way by different rules. And a different. that's what happens when you're born again. You have new desires. You're a new creation. And the Bible says you were a new creation created to be an ambassador for him. 
That's now what he's really created you to do. And as long as everything you do is in line of being an ambassador for him, dude, it works out. <laughs> and so, man, there's a conviction. There's a stirring inside of us of things not seen. Just like when he called me to be a preacher, I could never have imagined all the things the people I'd get to preach to over the next 20 something years when he called me to that. I had no idea what he wanted me to do and how he was going to do it. Man, no idea back when I was over at Southside that I'd ever see you. I was all grown up, man. <laughs> you know, love you as a little kid. Now I get to love you as an adult, at least today. If we don't scare you off, welcome to the family, bro. But, but literally, man, it's like there's a stirring inside. And, and if it takes faith, do we know what the end result's going to be? Do we know what it looks like completely? Do you know? Do you know how things are all going to work out? You know they are going to work out, right? But you don't know how it's going to work out. How many of you had things change, turn out totally different than the way you thought they were? And you're cool with that. Are you cool with that, Karen? I'm cool with them. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> man, I first, love that shirt. Dude, I, I, he is going so Dude, the first time I ever met you, you had that shirt on, man. I thought that was the only shirt you owned. And, uh, that's you, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, first thing we do is what? What do we do? Stand. And then we get Jack, man, we're, everybody forgot. Can you stand up, Jack, and help us out with this, man? Just help us out, Jack. All right. All right, so what's the first thing we got to do? And then we do what? Yeah. All right. Calm down there, Destiny. All right. And, and get stirred up. And then we have a choice. When he stirs us up to do something, we can say, I'm scared and I'm not doing it and miss out. Or we can submit. And after we submit, then we find that he's built our... Dude, that's exactly right. Next time you climb up that, 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 that ladder, man, you climb up that like deer stand, you'll just be climbing up like a piece of cake. No problem. It won't be scary next time. So again, we stand, and then he stirs us up. And that stirring up, is that's a conviction of things not seen. But again, it's no good. It means nothing. It doesn't translate into anything in our lives unless we do the next part. Hold your hands up. Unless we submit. submit. Just give in and do it. How many of you have taken, ever taken an exceptionally long time between being stirred up and actually submitting? How many of you say you've, at, there was at least one point where you took way too long? Yeah. Yes. And how was that, that, that limbo period between being stirred up and not submitting? Was that like the most awesome time of your life? No, because you got the conviction of the Holy Spirit in your flesh. You're like the, the Israelites in the wilderness, you know, or when they wanted to go over to Jericho and they wanted to, or they wanted to go into Canaan, they wanted to check things out for 40 days. You're talking yourself out of doing something and you're so conflicted inside. You know what I find is the best thing to do? God says, jump, just go. Jump head first, man. Figure out the landing on the way down. He's already got it planned. Just do it. Because if you already know how it's going to work, if you've got the well-orchestrated plan out, it's probably not God's. I'm just going to tell you because go look in Scripture and show me how he gave people well-orchestrated plans from A to Z. You know what he gives people in Scripture? He gives them A. He might give you A and a half. <laughs> Maybe B. And once you take A, then you get B. And then he might give you C, D, E, F. <laughs> and then you're like... Still going, and it's you get it as you go. Both salvation and sanctification don't go from your head to your heart. They go from your heart to your head. Man, he said, the world says, prove it to me, and then I'll do it. And God says, no, I'll do it, and then I'll prove it to you. 
Man, I look at y'all's house, Terry and Fernanda, up on North Beach. I remember when you were first like, oh, man, we think God wants us to build a house right here. But there's so, did you have everything figured out? No. And everything you thought you had figured out, how much of that did worked out? <laughs> that was just God gave you, yeah, okay, go ahead and believe that's really what's going to go on just to get started, right? But, and, and were there any questions all the way through it? Were there any, any, any roadblocks, anything like, oh, no, yeah. But now, dude, every Wednesday night when we go to their house, Man, all the neighborhood kids' bikes are there. And all these little groms are hearing the word of God from Ashley and JJ. And we have a few adults, and we could have a few more that are hearing it there. It's a lighthouse for that community. And by the way, anybody who wants to make their house that anywhere, it can be that. But it's awesome. But I think back, man, at the very beginning, what did God give you? He gave you A. <laughs> and through faith, you stepped into A. And then, hey, how about when you jumped in the other day? You decided you had to, we, we told you everything, well, most of the important stuff. We just told you to breathe, right? We didn't tell you how to clear. We didn't tell you a lot of different stuff. But, dude, when you finally put your head underwater, it, how many of y'all would totally freak out, like, when you start thinking about, I'm breathing underwater. I can't do this. Anybody? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Seth, you did. It was awesome. I forever am going to be looking up into the surface of the water from sitting on the bottom watching you go, ooh. <laughs> and Terry going, <laughs> and, but, but yeah, you just had to go for it. And that's probably what happened. At first, you're freaking out because you're thinking of all these things you don't need to be thinking about. But once you just submitted and went down, it was awesome. And are you going to do it again? Oh, yeah. And again? Oh, yeah. And again? Oh, yeah. And again? Is he hooked? <laughs> Is he already looking on Amazon and looking at catalogs? Has he already wanted to buy five sets of dive gear? We're yeah. talking about it, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about it. <laughs> How many of y'all's wives have ever been talking about it with your husband? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the bottom line is until you submitted, you had a stirring. When we invited him to go, he wanted. He said, I've always wanted to go scuba diving. And you, we got him geared up and he's walking out there. But you had to actually submit and go under. And the first part of it didn't go exactly the way you had it planned. Yeah. But once you calmed down and you had faith in the equipment and you had faith to just, well, here it goes. I'm just doing it. Man, you jumped in, and it was awesome. He said, yeah, I got to see a part of God's kingdom I've never seen before. That's one of the coolest things about scuba diving. So we have to submit to that faith, or it doesn't matter. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, God told me to do this. God told me to do that. And, and yeah, so how did it work out? Well, I don't know. I never did it. <laughs> that, that's, that's not a good story. That's not a good testimony. That doesn't impress people about... That doesn't... To even take a big God living inside you to do something like that. So look at this next verse. Verse 2, Terry. See how quick we're on verse 2, man? Look at this. For I am blowing through it. Yes. For by it, faith. By it, faith. By people standing on faith in God. And then, and then being stirred into faith of God. And then when they submitted to it. For by it, submitting to the faith that they have been stirred to. It says, the people of old that we're going to be studying for the next few weeks received their commendation. They received, any other words? Help me out in your, in your Bible. Received their what? Reward. Okay, commendation. You got that? They, they basically received a good report, a good witness. Everybody looked and said, wow. Oh my goodness, look at that. And they're like, and people would be like, how did that happen? And then they have to give credit to God. Dude, let's just take Noah. Noah is the classic. I, I saw a meme one time I posted and um, it said, faith can make you look really stupid sometimes. How many of y'all would agree with that? Faith can make you look really stupid sometimes. 
And the rest of the part said, until it rains, sign Noah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, man? And, and, and that's every one of these guys. But Noah, dude, God was, God, man, it kind of messed things up. God knew it was going to happen. And God said, okay, I'm going to destroy the earth and I'm starting over. Now, does that mean God made a mistake? No. And we can go over theology of all that. God just said, you know what? I'm starting over and I'm starting with you, Noah. And so... I don't know if you really told him ahead of time, but it ended up being about 120 years. He said, here's a boat I want you to build, and it's going to rain. A couple of problems is that uh, Noah probably never built a boat before. How many of y'all would say, God, you got to pick somebody else? I, Carl, God says, I want you to build a boat. He said, dude, I can run a packing house for you, God, but I can't build a boat. <laughs> but if God asks you to build a boat, what can you do? You can build a boat. Exactly. You'll be able to build that boat. You know, and the second thing is that it had never what? Yeah, I'm going to build a boat because it's going to flood because I'm going to rain and make it rain. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> make it rain. So even to get Noah to submit was probably a pretty we uh, weighty thing, right? And Noah said, okay, fine, God, we're doing it. And Noah starts building it. How much ridicule do you think he got in the first month, the first day? Hey, what are you doing, Noah? Building a boat. <laughs> You're not a boat builder. That thing's going to sink. Well, God's telling me to build it. God doesn't talk to people. And why are you building a boat? Because it's going to rain. Rain? What is rain? Oh, there's going to be water and water coming up and down. And it doesn't do that. It's never done that. It's not going to happen. And Noah said, look, I'm just doing what God told me to do. And that was the first day. How about the first 120 days? Think you get tired of the ridicule, get tired of, I mean, you know, the testing and have to keep on trusting God? How about after 120 years? That's faithfulness, isn't it? Dude. But guess who saw God in all his glory the day it rained? <laughs> Man, Noah was never so glad to see a drop of water. <laughs> it was just like, thank you, Jesus. I know it was, it was Yahweh, but it was, or Jehovah, you know. But man, 120 years of being faithful. He stood on what God said. He was stirred. And it's that stirring to submission part that gets us every time. How many of you have ever been stirred, but you didn't submit? You know what? And then you look back and say, golly, man, what did I miss? How many of you ever were stirred and you submitted, scared out of your mind <laughs> and glad you did? Yeah. So, man, it was only the people that were. There's no hall of fame of faith of people that God stirred really good and they didn't do anything with it. All of these people, bottom line, they stood on his faith. They got stirred by him, and then they submitted and said, yeah, I don't know what rain looks like. I don't know what a boat looks like. And God, this is a square box. That's a pretty, pretty sorry boat, but I'm going to trust you anyways. Oh, and how about God saying, uh, yeah, Chris, you're, you're, you're Noah, and God says, all right, now get all the animals on here. <laughs> you got any animals at home? Yeah. Do they always listen to you? No. <laughs> Never. Yeah. So, so, so you're, you're Noah's wife thinking... Wait, God, you picked the wrong person to load the boat, right? <laughs> you picked the wrong person here. And, but could you ever think about how Noah got two by two all the animals on the boat? Do you think Noah was Dr. Doolittle and he could just do it on his own? Do you think he had that charisma with the animals? I mean, do you think he did it in the flesh? Who got those animals on the boat? God did. And who made them all fit perfectly? Who knew the dimensions and knew everything? God did. Noah didn't know Jack. <laughs> he didn't know anything. Noah just knew what God told him to do, and that was enough. 
And that's what keeps us from submitting sometimes is because God tells us to stand and we stand. He stirs us up and we don't submit because we don't have all the answers or because it doesn't look like it's going to work out. It doesn't seem like it's going to work out, but that's why it requires faith. A couple weeks, we're going to hit verse 6 whenever we get to there, Terry. Verse 6, not today, though. <laughs> we're, uh, um, we're going to see a verse in there that talks about, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But we got to believe that he is who he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you got a situation that's impossible right now, God has given you that situation so that you can use the faith that he's giving you to complete that situation. And at the end, it's nothing more than a situation to please him. That's his purpose for giving it to you. Now look at your impossible situation that way. It's an opportunity to please God, but you can only do it through faith. You've got to stand. When he's stirring you, you've got to submit. The people of old, man, when they submitted, they received that con. They, they received the reward. They received a good witness. Everybody said, John, how in the world did you do that? And you're just like, it was God. How'd you do that, Karen? It was God. And that's what God wants to do, things so supernatural that only he can get blamed for it. And he's looking for people who are just crazy enough to follow him and do it. Anybody here crazy enough to just follow him? Oh, yeah. And you crazy enough to just, I've seen your Facebook poem. Dude, I'm just saying, guys, man, he's looking for people crazy enough to step out and say, I'll build the boat. I'll take... I'll, I'll do an, I don't know anything about it. Every time I, God's called me to something and I said, I don't know what I'm doing. He says, good, you won't get in the way. And I can't tell you, it's been way more successful than anything I thought I knew what I was doing. When I just stand and I take that stirring and I submit to him, that's when it all works out. And that's what we're going to see from this Hall of Fame of Faith in here. And so the last point that we need to look at is that when we stand, help me out, who, uh, man, Camille, come on, help me out. I know you're shy, and, you know, give us, <laughs> you're not shy. All right, can, can you help us out, man? Stand up, stand up, if you will, and, and help, help us out with these things again. Y'all say it, and she'll do it. First thing we've got to do is? And then we've got to? Sure. Oh, that's all you got, man? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, you, that's your church version, right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. All right. And, and then you're, so, so first thing we do is stand, and then next we get stirred, and then we have to submit. And when we submit, then we get strengthened. And our faith is strengthened in this. Look at this. Now, check this out. If I were to preach this the same way, even 30 years ago, it would have made no sense. Now, I'm going to give you the context of it, but, but watch this. It says, by faith, okay, by that faith that we stand on, that we've been stirred, that we submitted to, by faith, we understand that this entire universe was created by the what? Yeah. So, so what did God use to create this universe? A word, a spoken word. You mean it wasn't a Big Bang? It wasn't an evolution? It wasn't, you know, you know, I know some of you may think that your neighbor came from a monkey, you know, but, <laughs> and granted, we don't see any missing links. Well, maybe close, but, you know, we've come up with all of these things. And, and you know, there was a day and age when people just believed in supernatural stuff. They believed in faith, but then man became, what was it that the, the scientists and the philosophers and everybody, way, way before any of us were born, they called it, what, enlightened or something like that? 
There was an enlightenment where all of a sudden, let's make some rules of our own and let's come up with how things should be. And they said, now, science is nothing, anything we can touch. It's, it's, it's there. You know, there's no absolutes. It was where art went from, from being just straight up, you know, uh, pictures of realist pictures to being abstract. Am I saying any of that's wrong? No. But it was during all of that time that man came off the absolutes and all of a sudden, like, faith became something they couldn't believe in. Faith became something that wasn't going to work. We had to come up with other solutions, something we can put a, grab our hands onto, something that makes sense to us. And the fact is, if we could fully understand God, we wouldn't need him. Aren't you glad that you worship a God that understands more than you understand? Amen. Oh, my goodness. Aren't you glad you worship a God that you can't talk into anything? Oh. Dude, if I could talk him into it, LeBron James would foul out every single <laughs> He wouldn't have the referees under his little thumb. No, I'm not. I knew I got you riled up with that. The Yankees wouldn't even exist. No, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm messing with you guys. I'm messing with And Dallas Cowboys? No, I'm just messing with you. I'm just pushing buttons now, baby. All right, but, but, but listen, man. Look what he says. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the what? God spoke, and bam, there it was. Bam. And look at this. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So what's the, have you ever made anything? Gary, you ever made anything? Hey, Mama, Bonnie, has Gary ever made a mess? Oh, no. No? <laughs> That's only a lot of mama can have, yeah. Because even, even when you were making messes, she was looking at it and so good. She's still hung it on the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> even if it was a mugshot. <laughs> Listen, man, Gary didn't even make a mess. You know what, you know what Gary did? Gary took things that were already created and he rearranged them in a way that became a mess. Have you ever created anything? No. no. The only one who created anything is God. All we've ever done is just mess up ingredients. <laughs> Taking ingredients that God created and used them in the wrong way. God's the only one who created anything ever. And so it says, man, in here, we have the faith to believe that this world was made out of stuff that was not visible. God created it. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of y'all believe God created with his word and he invented, he made, the, he made the ingredients? Anybody believe that? Do you know how many people in the society don't believe that? Because we've got to have a higher understanding. We've got to be more enlightened. We've got to know, we've got to know more. Faith is primitive. I've got to have a little more before I call it faith. Dude, when it comes to God, I play dumb because I am. Compared to the one who knows everything that's everywhere and could do anything. Man, he told us in Isaiah, my thoughts are way higher than your thoughts. And so what he was explaining to these Jewish people, they took the, this was like a no-brainer. This was a does statement. This, this was like, you guys already know. You guys who were trying to defect over to Judaism, he said, you already know. You already have faith. You already know God created everything from nothing. He spoke the word. You already know that. So he's, he's using it as, what is that, like a rhetorical question? You know, God created everything from nothing. They already went with it. It's amazing how far our society has come where now we can have arguments just about this verse. But we know God created everything. Man, I'm, I'm reading paper right now, and, and they're talking about artificial intelligence. They're talking about human cloning. I was reading an article last night in a current paper out of England, and it was about 
human cloning, and, and they're starting to think really seriously about all the complications. There's good things that can come from cloning stuff, but they're thinking the complications, because you know what they can't clone? They can't clone a soul. <laughs> we clone people, your soulless people, so these people can never be redeemed. They're lost forever, or at least that's what's transmitted in that, but I'm not going to get into all of that. But they were thinking, talking about cloning, and I'm watching, reading, 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 and you know what? They're still using God's ingredients. <laughs> They're still using God's parts, God's ingredients. They can't come up with any ingredients on their own from something they didn't create. It's theirs. And so in this, again, what he's saying to us is if you have the ability to believe these things that the world can't believe, that shows you that your faith has been strengthened. And the only way that you can have your faith strengthened is by standing. Man, you've got to stand. On his faith, no matter how foolish it looks, you stand on it. But as he begins to start stirring you, as you get moving, don't freak out and jump off because that's when you get hurt. When you jump off. Anybody jumped off a skateboard before? <laughs> on accident? <laughs> you get hurt. And as you get stirred and you get moving, man, that's the time to submit and say, okay, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I'm going to enjoy this ride. And by the time I'm done with this ride, I can do the same ride again. And I can even go on a more radical ride. And that's what God wants to take us on. But if you don't submit on the first ride, you're not going to get to enjoy the radical ride. Marianne, you ready to do this on your wheelchair? No? <laughs> so here it is. Did she just say no? <laughs> All right, so everybody stand up real super quick, and I'll let you sit back down in a minute, and its answers are right up here. So the first thing that we got to know is when we stand on faith, and we're stirred by faith. Come on, stir it up. We're stirred by faith. When we submit to that stirring, our faith is strengthened. Dude, it works. Let's grab a seat, and let's pray. Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for giving us this word that... Um, is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. You, you tell us it's alive and it can become relevant to us as individuals. So I pray, Father, you would take this word and, and you would pierce our hearts with it wherever it is that we need. If we need salvation, if we need to surrender ourselves to you once and for all and submit, you've been stirring our hearts forever to believe that, that, that you're the savior of the world, that that you really are um, the Messiah, that you really are the one who paid for our sins. Father, you've been probably stirring somebody's heart for all of that, but they've never submitted. If they're here today, Father, give them the guts to accept your grace, to just jump in head first and submit. That's all it takes. It's no different than any of us believers submitting to something you're calling us for. We have no clue how it's going to turn out. We do know that we have a home in heaven, and it's going to be the ultimate pleasure. Father, help us not to seek the pleasures solely of this planet here, if it's going to get in the way of pleasing you. Help us, Father, to just fall madly in love with you, seeking you first, seeking you always, seeking you only, and to do the righteous thing, which is what you want us to do, knowing that you have promised that you'll provide everything we need. Jesus, that's the message you preached everywhere you went. And Father, I pray that we'd be able to apply that to our lives. 
I pray that someone will be encouraged today to take a stand for their faith where maybe they've been kind of standing on other kinds of ground and not their faith. I pray today be the day they solidify it and they just stand on faith in you once and for all. For us, those who've been standing on faith, Father, and maybe they've just been standing and it's been getting kind of boring. I pray today you would stir their life up. You would stir them up and begin giving them desires to be a part of something supernatural. Maybe they're just too comfortable right now. I don't know, Father. I just, Father, I just know someone needs to be stirred up today. Would you stir each of us up in a spiritual way? Begin motivating us to do something for you that we can't do in our flesh. Something where we'll be like Moses having to say, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm not capable of doing it. And you looking down and saying, good, I'm going to give you the desire and ability to do it. So, Father, will you just stir us up? And, Father, for those who are in the middle between being stirred up and actually submitting, Father, I pray that you would just push them over the edge with grace. The desire and ability to do it. You'd push them over the edge with grace. And today would be the day they just jump in and say, I submit. I give up. I'm, it's you, God. I'm doing it your way. I have, it looks like it's going to mess up. looks like it's not going to work. I have no idea how this is even going to happen. But I know it's what you want me to do, so I'm doing it. Father, I pray that that would happen today. Somebody would go from being stirred up to being submitted. And Father, for those who are in the middle of submission. Father, they're in the middle of that spiritual workout right now, grinding it out, pumping the iron of this world, doing what you've asked them to do. Father, they've submitted and, and, and give them the confidence to know that you know when to rest them and you know when to test them. Give them the confidence to, in you to know that when it's time to stop and be over with this, it will be time. But Father, if they're at that point, I pray that you would then release them from this. And show them how much strength they've built up through the spiritual workout that they got from submitting to your stirring because they stood. So, Father, I don't know where each of us are as individuals. I only know where I'm at. But, Father, we all need to stand. We all want to be stirred by you. And we really do want to submit. And we're counting on that process strengthening our faith. So, Father by the power of your Holy Spirit and the power of your word that you use to create something from nothing, will you do that in our lives? And I pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.